0: refrigerator i sure am hungry yo 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 what's good everybody welcome back to the morning dinner podcast it's your boy keem and chuck and we host the morning dinner podcast a podcast based out of las vegas where we sit down and have conversations and uh pretty much just shoot the shit with uh, local entrepreneurs creators and hustlers and today we got kelly bennett in the house hey. hi kelly hey it's our first time meeting
1: yeah, this is incredible. Thank you so much for having me. How's your experience so far? So far, so good. Yeah. I feel very inspired just like being in your space and seeing how you all are setting up and the mindset behind it. I'm, yeah, and I've been following on social, so I feel like I do know you guys. Thank um, you. Nice. Yeah, so I'm truly, it, really Social honored. media is
0: crazy how you, feel can just, the love. how you can just meet people that you've mm-hmm. never met before and then You can live you know, their connect. lives. It's crazy. Totally. You know what's funny is uh, this happened with uh, uh, Chuck's brother, brother. Um, we, i haven't seen them in the longest time him or his wife or his kids but i've seen them always post their kids on their instagram story mm-hmm. and um and just seeing them grow throughout the years you know to the point where i saw them one day they were already like what, three or four years yeah. old and, and i like i'm like dude i feel like i know your kids like their personality You're like you how know, was like,
1: baseball practice yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly That's but, awesome. uh, back on track <laughs> uh real quick do you want to give the people a quick rundown of who you are and what you do out here in vegas
1: Totally. So, I'm a local creative. I am super passionate about curating a community-based economy. So, I work with different brands and projects to really help facilitate that from helping build brands that are socially conscious, that are um, lifestyle brands, to then educating consumers on why to shop those local brands and businesses, and then creating experiences where the brands and the consumers can hang.
0: Mm-hmm. and
1: you know, uh, hopefully buy from each other, like exchange ideas, and then really empower those stories of how that's all coming together. And that's what I've been super passionate about since I'm 18 years old. i now have the words to articulate what that vision is mm-hmm. um i'm from long island new york and people were like what the fuck are you talking about i'm like <laughs> I, I would just draw circles and i was like there's gonna be brands and businesses i work on and the people and we're gonna hang and support each other and do good in the world they're like don't know what you're talking about but that's really cute uh <laughs> and now like i just turned 34 so it's been a minute like i've really been super i've had this i just have had this vision and now it's really starting to come to life right. and uh, I'm super stoked to talk about it
0: nice so you the, the way you kind of mentioned it right now you made it sound easy like you like you were 18 now you're 34 and then you wanted you had a vision in your head and then you accomplished it right yeah but it wasn't an overnight success. it didn't happen overnight
1: you're not overnight <laughs> yeah. can,
0: can, can you can you kind of like walk us through the experience of what led you first of all what led you from New York to Las Vegas mm-hmm. and then what it what, what made it so that, that you wanted to be a creative and you wanted to be like a kind of like a curator for, for mm-hmm. the arts and all that stuff
1: totally so I'll back up a little bit more coming from Long Island New York Um, I was always in like dance and performances and I come from a very like funny family like half of our family members are on the radio and comedians and my sister's an actress oh nice yeah so I just always grew up in a very fun um, very active always doing shows and stuff like that but I sucked at school I'm dyslexic I had an undiagnosable learning disorder growing up I still do it's basically like a reading comprehension disorder Mm -hmm. so I sucked at like standardized tests I just couldn't spell everything was scrambled and And so on paper, it just was looked like I was like literally out to lunch. (laughs) And I was like, no, because I'm an entrepreneur. I want to own businesses. And they were like, oh, that's adorable. Again, that's adorable. But we don't see that happening for you. So you should learn a trade because I didn't get into any colleges when everyone was going away to college. But there was a community college that basically took in anybody. So I was like, done. I'm going to go there and I'm going to study business. And I just engulfed myself in this mission to be a business person and to prove people wrong. That was initially what it was. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I went to school in New York. I did an internship in London because originally I was studying fashion. And then again, just like trying, experimenting, tasting and just putting myself out there to learn and to just be devoted to learning and curating this vision I had. And then my parents, um, just being born and raised in New York, they. That's a whole long story, but they were like over living in New York. And so they're like, we're going to move out to Vegas. I have family out here. We were coming like my school vacations. Um, most kids went to like Disneyland. I always went to Vegas to like the casinos and like come back to New York with like slot machine keychains. Right, right. Um, and so we were already familiar with it. And so my parents were like, hey, try to go to UNLV, see if you get accepted. My sister and I both got in. And so we all moved together. And that was like 14 years ago. Um, and then... So I, you were out
0: here like in two thousand five, four or five.
1: Yeah, because okay. I graduated in 2003. So probably like 2005.
0: So you came out here when MySpace started popping. Yeah. Basically. Nice. <laughs> yeah. <Shout out laughs> that, that, that's essentially how I reference time now. Like, oh, Me too. That's like around the age of Twitter, right? The, yeah. of, the peak of Twitter was like 2010, right? Like, <laughs>
1: totally. Was I MySpace? that too.
2: When did it come out?
0: 2004? Uh... I had a short run. I want to say like 2003 to 2006 was like the prime of it. Short yeah. but powerful yeah. run. Yeah. Short but powerful. <laughs> short but powerful. Effective enough to started. change the world.
1: Yeah. I definitely would say. got it started. Yeah. Sorry, continue. Um, no. <laughs> Shout out to MySpace. Um, so we went to, I went to UNLV and again, just wanting to be on this vision and mission. And so I studied studied everything and anything I can. So I ended up graduating with four degrees from UNLV. I studied abroad. Uh, I lived uh, in Chengdu, China twice. Oh, nice. Yeah. And just, again, wanting to learn and educate myself. And really, I had a chip on my shoulder. I was like, fuck those people who thought I couldn't be a business person or be a creative like I am. I know I have this vision. Yeah. And so I ended up graduating with a bachelor's in marketing, a bachelor's in international business, a minor in psychology, a minor in Chinese language and then at my previous school I got a minor in business administration and so I was like okay cool I got all these degrees now I'm gonna be able to like really get a really good job back in New York so that I can learn about business from like a big company I don't know I was just yeah. trying out shooting the shit kind of seeing what stuck <laughs> I'm gonna go went, out
0: there and but, learn from Gary Vee
1: <laughs> I, I Yes, that's on very much <laughs> on my list. So I went back home to New York and I couldn't get anything. I ended up working at like a juice bar and being like, fuck these degrees. Yeah. Like, and which was cool, it was very humbling. And it also taught me that it's not about the accolades, it's about the journey. And it's about what you're learning in the day to day, in the grind, in the hustle. And so I was like, okay, Cool. This is what we're doing. So I kept going back and forth to New York City and Vegas, where my parents are. Honestly, whenever I would run out of money, (laughs) I would come back to Vegas and be like, knock, knock. Hey, mom and dad, can I have my old realm? I I ran out of money. Yeah. So I did that quite a few times. And so um, on one of my trips back to Vegas, um, it was actually my dad. He had a newspaper clipping that he had like saved for me. And he was like, Hey, there's this cool stuff going on downtown. There's a beat coffee shop. Like there's some energy around it. Zappos, um sounds like it's going to be moving downtown like this is a cool opportunity and i was like whatever dad because like it's your dad yeah so I'm like, your dad's
0: I, ideas are never like yeah. the best like yeah. you know until your friends start saying them be, totally. and be quiet and then cool. man <laughs> <laughs> Don't know i was like
1: whatever dad Good job, i'm going Brad. back to new york city like that's where it's at and he's right. like i'm telling you cal like you got it you gotta f- go to this coffee shop so I was like, whatever, I had nothing else to do. So I went to the coffee shop and I got inside. I was like, oh shit, this is legit. Like I just felt it. So I started, I went on Twitter Uh um, because in that space, In that journey, too, when I was in Vegas, right after college, I um, worked for an ad agency, and my first gig was getting the MGM Grand on Twitter. That was, like, my first social media job. That's a dope first gig. Yeah, it was cool. It was cool. I remember the mixer and the uh, marketing director at the time of the MGM Grand Hotel was like, do you think social media is going to be important for businesses? And I was like, yeah, and she was like, do you know how to do it? I'm like, yeah, but really I didn't know. (laughs) Really
0: I I had just downloaded the app Yeah,
1: And I was like, no, totally, I know how to do it. I could totally do it for you. And she's like, okay, yeah, I'll hire you. So I was like, yeah, totally. So then I was like Googling how to use Twitter for business. <laughs> but um, anyway, so I went on Twitter and I was tweeting out like, hey, does anyone know what's going in downtown Las Vegas? And then people were hitting me back. And then honestly, it was I started meeting people from Twitter at the beat and just got connected with that community. Um, doing a lot of work for free, honestly, just to get my name out and mm-hmm. to kind of like test out the thesis that I had. So I was working on building brands and, and then educating consumers on supporting these lifestyle brands and then creating these experiences for the consumers and brands to come together and then storytelling of that on my social media. And it was starting to people were like, "Okay, I get what you're doing. I get your vibe. So I got to test out ideas and then I went back home to New York City. Long story short, and a lot of Tears and like, what the fuck is life? Moments. Um, you gotta
0: have a couple of those, yeah. though. You know, if you're, if you're, you uh,
1: have to. If you
0: want to be a successful like entrepreneur, yeah. till the day you probably die, you're gonna have those.
1: Totally, you know? I still have them. Yeah. And so then uh, I met Chef Donald Lumperly. Um, Who's that? So he's the founder of Vagination. Okay. okay. And I met him about eight years ago now.
0: You met him out in New York or? No,
1: here. Oh, here in Vegas. He's from New York though, too. Oh, wow. Um, He saw me at an event that I was volunteering at, essentially, and was like, hey, if we have this cool brand and these consumers who want to support brands like this and create an experience. I'll do it. Like, I'll be on the team. And he came to one of the events. He was like, this is cool. I like your vibe. And I'm like, awesome. And then he, like, found my phone number and he called me. He said, hey, I'm going to open up a vegan restaurant it's called Vegination. There's going to be a green wall. There's going to be reggae music. There's going to be community table. You're going to be my business partner and we're going to open it up. Oh, and I wow. was like, Damn. okay. Wait,
2: he said that, like, just there? All didn't that? even. Wow. I didn't. I, I was like. Dope
1: cool yeah okay Mm. and he was like all right i'm gonna need um the business concept in two days and i was like okay cool i was like can i meet you (laughs) (laughs) in person (laughs) he's like yeah i'll meet you tomorrow at the beat at three o'clock and i was like all right cool and then like just hung up the phone i was like what And what does it
2: mean by business concept
1: so, right. basically, I wrote out the concept, like, hey, Vegination is this community-based like restaurant. Plan? It's kind of like a business plan, okay. but it's more of, like, the overall what's going to be the vibe. Like the phases
2: co- too, like building or
1: um, no, just like the, just like the concept okay, of what it, it is like um the what branding. is the vision and mission mm-hmm. and branding and how is it going to engage in the community okay. and it's so like it's a more, business plan more essentially but
0: like the the marketing side of it not yeah not,
1: not like the numbers plans. or anything yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. like that yeah um but i broke up the concept of like how the brand was going to be curated and then he i and i was like all right i'm gonna go back to new york though because like there were some cool projects i wanted to work on there i lived in the first uh urban farm in New York city in Astoria. And that was really cool. So I was like, Hey, call me back when you have the money and the place and I'll come back. And then a few years went by. We just kept in touch. And then he called me one day, like four and a half years ago now. And he was like, Hey, I have the money. I have a location come back. And I'm like, okay. So I left everything and all my friends were like, you're fucking crazy. What are you doing? And I'm like, I don't know. I have a good feeling. Like I have nothing to lose, you know? Yeah. Like I'm single, I don't have kids, like I'm I'm an entrepreneur. Yeah. Like this is these are the moments I mm-hmm. live for. Right. And so I came back four and a half years ago. I moved downtown and I've been here ever since.
2: Nice. nice. So yeah. you said We the Beat Is that the one that was like even before Commonwealth and all that, right? Yeah, it that was like, like that one of the first gift shop or whatever was across mm-hmm. the street from me. It. It's Eureka now. Yeah. Right. Okay. yeah,
1: And I do I haven't been inside because I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah, I know. <laughs>
2: That's crazy, though. Yeah. So that's wild. I,
1: I got to
0: yeah. ask, how, how did you know not to, first of all, how did you know like not to get tie down financially to to certain things because i know a lot of people they they have this preset thing of like i'm gonna go to college and then mm-hmm. as soon as they go they graduate from college they 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 look for a job that affords them to get a house to get a to get a car to get all these things are going to tie them down right because totally. you it seems like you have the ability to, to move, move around and mm-hmm. follow your passion however you wanted to
2: subways in new
0: york
1: yeah <laughs> i love for. i love pepper transportation and i don't even have a car here i take lyft everywhere if i need to leave downtown but i rarely leave downtown (laughs) not really Um, my goal is to like be sponsored by lyft i'm like i could create content of like this girl who's like building businesses and cool things um shout out to lyft i'm here i'm ready (laughs) i I have the ideas um but anyway what was your question? Sorry. <laughs> I, got, <laughs> Sorry. I, got, I was just thinking about my content. Uh, no, not I, getting
0: tied down. Yeah, oh, how, yeah. did you, how, did, how did you like, how did that mindset totally. come across you? I
1: think it's always been in my nature to be very minimalistic. Mm. And in, even from a very young age, I saw that I didn't want to be die town, die, Tied down to like she did it. At, she,
0: did, she just what? did it. She died down. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we have a recurring concept on this really? show where basically I will swap around my words, and then people uh, do it. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes no, no, people do no, it. But
2: he, he tried to say tax bracket, but he was like talking all normal. I said and then he said brax tag. Brax tag. And I was like, how would you do that? Yeah. Like, that's, that's funny. That's and, interesting. And in then it we itself. had a
0: guy talking about how how his uh his cousin became his manager, and then I said, so how did your manager become your cousin? And oh it was just God. like a swap, yeah. kind of like a, your brain works in reverse ways. I don't know what that's called, but it dyslexia? happens sometimes. Is is that what it is?
1: When you swap stuff, like yeah, that? yeah.
0: I
2: have is dyslexia. It, is it like an internal
0: one?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm not a doctor. It, it, it's it's very mild because it doesn't happen every day. It's very, but sometimes I won't. I, I, so. I, I will notice. I will notice it like like I won't even. I think notice. you just talk too fast, and you think Sometimes, too fast and you sometimes you when
1: like... your brain is just like yeah. working really fast. But or anyway, no worries, on. no worries. Yeah. <laughs> I just always felt this pull to uh live minimal and it's been from a very young age all my friends knew that like as soon as I would buy a shirt I would give them a shirt like I didn't want to have too much of stuff mm. so they would like put stickers on stuff that I had they're like we know you're going to get rid of it so when you do like I want this they would call dibs on stuff so I- I don't know. That was always just part of me because I grew up in a um, an area that there was a lot of stuff. Like, if you like something, you got a lot of it. It was just, like, a lot of consumption. Yes. And I, I've always felt this pull that wherever I am, I want to be, like, counterculture. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, like, the inner rebel in me. So, I'm like, no, I'm going to be the opposite. I'm going to be, like, a minimalist. I didn't have those words necessarily at the time because no one really lives like yeah. that there. But, um, yeah, I just had that in my mind I'm I for a really long time I'm like I'm only going to have enough that fits in a suitcase and then I could go anywhere
2: but your style world. is super dope like those oh, thank glasses you. Oh, everything thank
1: you and i don't oh, even damn. have that much stuff because now i live in an airstream oh, yeah, which you definitely totally can't have much. uh aligns with Can that Can even explain to
2: people what an airstream is just so if they don't know what yeah
1: that is. it's funny because my lift driver here he was just very curious about my life because he was like picking me up at the airstream park and then he's like oh are you going home and i'm like no but then i didn't feel the need to explain where yeah. i was going and then he was just like well where are you going and i'm like i'm going to do this podcast i'm like okay lyft driver like i'm trying to like catch up on emails like that's actually why i like to take I'm yeah. multitasking but anyway um what i explained to my lyft driver today was that like it's like an rv it's like
2: a motorhome uh,
1: yeah but it's like sleek and sexy why
2: do they call it airstream that's you know? the brand
0: oh, oh okay it's a
2: metal circle yeah like,
0: like winnebago
1: that's yeah, a brand. is maybe.
2: it really
0: winnebago's a brand I bro i never man. knew this yeah
1: yeah, so Airstream Shocked. is the brand um, and it's been around for a long time. One of my neighbors, she um, has like vintage Airstreams that she's uh, rehabbed and then she uh, rents them out for different uh, mm-hmm. events and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I live in one of those and it's cool. It totally aligns with how I want to live and how I seek to be mm-hmm. um, Plus on it's also levels. It's
0: also super cool that you're downtown where all the action's happening. So you're probably constantly surrounded by the life of downtown because I know there's always things. That are happening around that area right
1: yeah, yeah. so i live at ferguson's downtown yeah, which explain. is just so cool like honestly every day i'm like damn this is a really cool experience especially for a creative yeah and an entrepreneur um basically it's a neighborhood rooted in community and it's a city block and in the front of ferguson's um it's going to be have restaurants and shops with local brands, there's a music that's going to be there, um, and like this underground coffee shop, bar, what? Um, yeah, creative studios on top. And then um, the alley across the street, and that's activated for market in the alley, pour in the alley. Some really cool events coming up too. In oh, we're gonna to talk about all that. Okay, oh, yeah. cool. <laughs> and so it's basically a city block, and then um, it's co-founded by my good friend Jen Toller. Okay. And um, and Tony Shea, and Jen is in charge of being the creative strategist of putting it all together. Mm-hmm. And she invited me to um, do summer uh, winter camp there. Uh, year and a half ago and I never left oh, yeah. <laughs> and I stayed for the winter and I was like this is cool and just being around like literally I tell people they're like how do you do all the things you do I'm like I live breathe and sleep it like yes. it's literally when I go and get a glass of water I'll see someone like oh hey like and just have conversations and whether you call it like collisions and yeah. just like hanging around people and we all work together on different projects and just being neighbors right. and friends um it's a really cool experience I I personally love community living and I just didn't think it was available here in Vegas. And then coming in there, I'm like, damn, this is cool. So yeah,
2: that's the next level, though, because everybody around you is kind of like, you know, you're all doing something crazy. Everyone's though. doing so something it's, really instead cool. Instead of just like a community where everybody's just like living Shilling, their normal life. Yeah. Not a bad thing, you know, not hating yeah. on anybody's lifestyle. But I definitely, you know, it depends on what I, your that's goals why are. I like having him around because we can like see each other. Improving
1: and in things life and to be just like, go oh, faster what you I just want to point out
0: he kind of said it like he's got me in a corner somewhere. That's why I like having him around.
1: I actually
0: have a cage in this house. <laughs> yeah. I live in this little cage <laughs> and he just lets me out sometimes.
1: For creative inspiration.
0: <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean I, I feel you because um I was gonna say, even as somebody like us, we're not necessarily super always in downtown or in the creative mm. in the I creative am. in a, area. You are sometimes, but that you I kind of already time. have your, your your things that you got going on. We always get word of mouth like gigs coming to us like oh here's this photo event oh here's this video event and that's cool. not even that's not even being rooted in the community imagine if we were it'd be feel like it'd be amplified by like tenfold you yeah. know so because just
1: come and hang out i'm, I'm about
0: to let's go yeah. there cool we, there's enough.
1: always yeah you're totally cool enough it's for everybody
2: oh Okay, I'll be
1: there. (laughs) Um, Yeah, everyone's welcomed. And there's different events where we all open our home to the community to do different things. Like Jam Sessions is the second Friday of the month. um, And that's really amazing. And my friend Tree Hill is now working on helping curate that too. And just bringing more community and more people together. Like there is a true, like legit magic that you feel when Mm. people come together over Good, you know, like mm-hmm. good music, good art. Um, like, Market in the Alley is an awesome version of that, too. So, what's that? So, that's a curated market by Ferguson's Downtown. Mm-hmm. I'm on the team for that. And nice. um, yeah, my friend Ashley and I curate it. So, we're in charge of vendor outreach, cr- uh, you know, setting up the uh, venue with vendors and experiences and music and art and just like the kind of like uniqueness of um a curated market i love um, that just,
2: venue so much too. it's so cool the grass. it's beautiful yeah, yeah. and the murals so with
1: the lights it's just it's really sexy so um my so my friend jen is the founder of it and mm. then she, that's been going on for two years now and then we signed on in january we did a takeover last year And it went awesome. And then in January, we signed on officially to curate it. Mm -hmm. So we do all the social marketing. Um, We work with this awesome guy, Jared, who does digital ads for us. And um, yeah, we have a great production team, and
0: so dope. Yeah, I, I want to hit on the point that you mentioned about about curating mm-hmm. because I feel like that's a word that I just recently started hearing. Yes. like within the last two or three years, right? You're a curator; you curate these things. What does that mean exactly? Like on a on a for somebody who like, explain it to a sixty year old grandpa, totally who probably maybe doesn't have an Instagram account. What does curating mean?
1: So f- curation is like putting all the pieces together. Mm-hmm. That's it. You put all the pieces together for an experience, right? So, so so
0: that's not that's not just social media; that's physical, right?
1: In my how I use it, yes. So I say like online, I curate content and create Mm -hmm. content, and then Mm -hmm. in real life, I curate experiences, and then I curate um, like workshops and events and activations, and then collectively, I'm curating this economy Mm -hmm. with consumers and with brands. So I just see the word curation as like that bringing. Bringing it all, bringing all the pieces together, and making it feel like a refined experience.
0: Nice. Damn. You had mentioned that you met uh, with a, I forgot what his name chef. Chef Donald. Chef Donald, mm-hmm. and uh, you were you started working at, at Vegination, partnering up with him essentially as yep. a creative director, right? Yep. What's a creative director like in your opinion? In your own words, what's a mm-hmm. creative director? Because totally. I've heard many different definitions of it.
1: Yeah, and it's funny too because when I use the term creative director four and a half years ago, people were like, what is that? Is that yeah. a marketing director? Is that one? So what I like to say is like creative director is putting all the, you're in charge of all the creative pieces and making sure it's cohesive with the brand and mm-hmm. the curation. So like with Vegination, I am one of the owners and my job as one of the owners is to curate all the creative. So from curating the space to curating, um, how the menu comes together, how the uniforms are To all the events within the space, the activations, how people are explaining the brand, um, working with the management team to go over how the menu is explained and curated um, from really the way that someone travels to the restaurant and then leaves, like thinking through what is that experience. Mm -hmm. And then um, also to all of our social marketing. um, Now I have a PR team authentic public relations they're amazing they really are helping me because it's a lot of work mm-hmm. um so they help me with pr now
2: and can we explain pr too public,
1: public relations yeah. so they're really awesome they help um basically find media opportunities in like traditional blogs, media news
2: outlets or um
1: more like a tv Websites, mm-hmm. uh, website, oh, some okay. blogs, um, radio, podcasts, anything to help spread your message, mm-hmm. um, which is really... Supportive and amazing because when you're in the midst of it sometimes like you get tapped out of like the reach that you have so they're helping me build that reach mm. right? and they're amazing we,
0: we, we always say on this podcast that um, there there's a lot of moving parts to a, a thriving business there's like and, and, and if you're going to have a thriving business and you're the owner or co-owner you can't necessarily focus on everything you have to nope. delegate things out delegate. right so absolutely can, can, and can, can you speak to that totally yeah. so
1: thankfully I have an awesome business partner who is all food that's his thing. He is born and raised in the culinary industry. He personally went vegan 15 years ago to help, um, heal his cancer diagnosis. And mm-hmm. he did that successfully. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So that's, that's why he crazy. was so inspired to build a vegan restaurant for the community. So, so he
0: didn't even like go through chemotherapy. or anything. He did like, like
1: one round of radiation, okay. but that but was it. He's like, yeah. It's not for me. Yeah. He was oh, like, no, man, that makes I, me so
2: happy hearing that. Yeah. That's and we,
1: now we have so many people coming, um, who are seeking to heal, Mm -hmm. which is incredible. And so he's all food. So he curates like the menu and then I'll come in and like help name stuff and like make sure the venue looks cool. And I work with a graphic designer of like layout and um, all that good stuff. We have a really cool like illustration of the menu too. Mm -hmm. And so he's all food. He runs the kitchens, make sure that everything I'm marketing happens, food-wise. And then we have um, an awesome manager, Travis, who is my go-to to make sure that the staff is queued in, catering orders are fulfilled, um, that the day-to-day, making sure they have inventory of stuff. And even today, like um, they had new mugs and I didn't even have to think about it. And he just got new mugs that I would have approved because now he understands my eye. Mm-hmm. And it was a really cool moment, I was like, wow, This is cool, you know, because before it was that little stuff would be on me, too. Right. And now he gets the vision. And and now you guys have
0: that synergistic effect. Yeah.
1: And it it felt really, really good today when I saw that happen. But yeah. Yeah. It's a definitely a team. And then the front of the house team is incredible, super personable. We like to be known for our customer service and giving awesome service. And then the back of the house team, many of them, even front of the house too, has been with us from the beginning. A lot of them came from the MGM uh, when Chef left the MGM. Mm-hmm. He was an executive chef at one of the restaurants. A lot of them A lot of them came with him Mm -hmm. and they've, they're still with him, which is incredible. So we have really high brand retention with customers and with our team, which is incredible and super proud of. And, um, yeah, but it takes, it definitely takes a community of dedicated people to Mm -hmm. do that. And now we have two locations, one downtown and one in Henderson. Ooh. Yeah, so Congrats. just doing. Wait, thank when other, you. When
2: the other one it's
1: like a Henderson. year and a half. Okay. So it's still young and building it bigger that. Than the yes, downtown? I have so oh, much wow. more space. So if you want to do a cool event, hit me up. Oh, Henderson is not. where it's at. Um, and then, so as a curator, my job then as like creative director was like. Setting up the new space in Henderson. And how do I storytell that it's the same brand, but slightly different? Because if I just took a cookie cutter of downtown in Henderson, it wouldn't work. It's a different demographic. It's a different community. So how do I elevate different elements of our ethos to storytell and have it connect with that demographic? And how do I activate it differently, but also on the same page? Yeah,
2: that's crazy. So nope. that's,
1: that's a big part of my work. And one wow. thing
2: I was going to ask too, like just... Going on like being creative and thinking of like the branding and everything and how everything correlates, like how long did that take you to actually get to that position where you're able to like just know how to do things or is it still challenges a lot of the times?
1: I would say I've been working on that craft for a while. So I had my first business at 16. So I've always worked. I would, I would do hair and makeup. Oh,
2: that's And dope. made my
1: room into a salon and then like all the weekends I would have like a line out the door and it was really cool. So, um, that was my first time of like creating my brand without knowing that, like what a personal brand was. Mm-hmm. So I've been doing it for a long time. Both my parents are entrepreneurs. And so I've just been around that for a long time, like oh, really okay, coming from New York too. I think everyone has a, a, a business or a side hustle. Like I just grew up in that environment. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say, now it's more refining my craft yeah now it's like how do i clean up the edges how do i dive deeper into what i'm the best at and how do i delegate the rest and how do i work with other freelancers and entrepreneurs and creatives to do the other parts that i'm not that good at or Mm -hmm. enjoy doing and work as a collective so yeah
2: yeah because there's like some things too like where i still Like I'm, I'm pretty confident in most of the things I do in my creative field, but there is some certain things that I get and I start getting a little nervous, you know, I'm like, damn, can I do this? Will I be able to do it? Will I, and then I start questioning myself like, damn, am am I going to be impressive? Am I going to do good? And then, uh, yeah, it usually goes smooth, but. Uh,
1: Something that we teach in the workshop downtown, which I also help create, um, it's a curated workshop series for local creatives. Mm -hmm. And a big part of it is just say yes and you'll figure it out and we're going to help you figure it out,
0: you know, like just,
1: yeah, a lot of the, like, I didn't fucking know about restaurants. <laughs> I yeah. went to restaurants. You know what? I, that, that's
0: funny because a lot of people that, that are successful know. just throw themselves into it and yeah. then they learn it, right? That big yeah. old fire
2: under you.
1: That's what I do, honestly. Like a lot of the stuff I do, I've never done before. You're badass. I've just been yeah, do, amazing, working on though. my craft. Um,. As a creative and what I do best of building brands and uh, educating consumers and Mm -hmm. creating experiences Mm -hmm. and storytelling. Mm -hmm. And uh, I've just been working on that craft, but then I've been applying it to different industries and different experiences that I've never done before. um, And I love it.
0: Nice. That's Keeps little, it fresh. Go, too going back to the whole uh, brand building, because you, yes. you do a lot of that. Mm-hmm. What do you think are some tips that you would give to somebody who wants to create their own brand or their own lifestyle brand, if you will? Like, what are some tips that to kind of put them on the right track to creating a successful brand?
1: Totally. So I like to start off with like, what is your brand? Like, what are you doing? How do you do it? Why do you do it? How does it work? And who do you seek to work with? Mm hmm. And when you flush that out, you could get a pretty clear concept on paper. And I like to write it on paper. Um, some people vision board. I'm
2: definitely going to write that down. That's yeah,
1: cool. it's it's simple. Mm-hmm. And then not overthinking it, just write down what comes to mind. And then I like to practice on strangers too. So actually when I do go in lifts and... Um, Someone's chatting me up I, I'm like Okay Kelly This is a moment To be <laughs> present And they're like Cause they're always like Where are you going Or what do you do And I'm always going to Like a but project you know, or event yeah. But you know
0: They're just trying to get That extra star rating On their you know? yeah, Whatever like, I'm was practicing It was very communicative. <laughs> oh, yeah. I can't even say Communicative. How do you say <laughs> kid, kid, tip? Community. Yeah, community. community. I put I'm a little. To it. I put an extra C. We're in good. There, it's a okay. <laughs> it okay. dyslexia kicking in.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I can't. I realistically can't do small talk. Like, I'll do it, but I'm like, damn, this is so hard. Yeah. Like, what are we talking yeah. about? But
1: for me, I use it as an opportunity. Like anybody, wherever you go, it doesn't have to just be in a lift, but like, someone's like, oh, what do you do? And so I just practice to saying it out loud. And then now I'm refining what that looks like and feels like. And Mm -hmm. I would just check in with myself like, do I get excited when I'm talking about this or does it feel kind of off or like what kind of questions came up when I said, uh, you know, presented an idea like this. And I would just practice and I still practice, um, but I do that a lot.
2: Oh, damn. Yeah, that's that's very cool. I'm doing that, too.
1: Yeah. So
0: could like one thing one thing that I've learned as a as a creative cuz I do what we do a lot of video projects and photo projects and uh, people always ask me like oh you know I want to shoot a photo or I want to shoot a video when I want at first I just initially said like I would have signed on to the project and be like okay let's do whatever but now I'm getting to the point where I'm like okay well what kind of project are you trying to right. work on what message are you trying to send what vibe or what kind of like when you people watch your video or look at your photo what feeling do you want to invoke right because those, totally. those are the key questions that are going to play a part role of like is somebody going to like mm-hmm. that or someone or is someone even going to care about that that's or,
1: super important and something know? that I'm personally very passionate about so now all the brands that I work with I'm like what's the social impact you want to make like what's the local impact you want to make on the community and I'm really particular with what I say yes to because I am seeking to build this impact and I'm only aligning myself with brands and people and experiences that align with that so I, in the beginning, I was turning down a lot of work. And I was living at like, my parents' house at the time. Because it was one of those times where I, like
0: Dang, that's lost
1: all my money. I'm living with my parents. And my mom's like, what the fuck are you doing? like You need to get a job. I'm like, no, it doesn't align with my morals, ethics, and values. She's like, well, you better find you something. You better sell out. <laughs> I'm like, no, I will have to live on your couch. And you have to accept that. Because I am living consciously and I'm building conscious <laughs> brands and she's like that, I don't even know I will say though that's
0: super dope that your parents do support what they you're do. trying to go after you know because I know like with my parents they're very traditional and they would say no you have to go to college and you have to get your degree so that you can get a secure job and follow mm-hmm. a certain path you know what right. I mean but your path is kind of like wherever life leads you yeah. the opportunities that it brings you that's where, that's going to dictate where you end up
1: it, I, I want to write a book called Your Kid Will Be Okay and it's basically a handbook that you'll give your parents when you are a creative and you are an entrepreneur. That's tight. damn. And it's going to be like, your kids are going to be okay. Cause like, honestly, that wasn't always an easy journey for my parents. Cause at times they were like, what are you doing? I tell this story. My mom says that she doesn't remember it, but it really for real happened. I was making YouTube videos cause I launched a blog cause I was like super depressed. I'm like, what the fuck like i went to college i did all those things educating myself learned chinese studied abroad and like i couldn't get any work except for a juice bar which is cool but i'm like i want to build businesses like how can i get in and so i was making youtube videos and talking about veganism and my mom overheard me like talking to myself but i was making youtube videos and then she was like kelly i think you have like your vitamins are off or something you keep talking <laughs> to yourself i'm like no mom i'm making youtube videos and i'm gonna be a blogger and she's like i don't know what a blog is you go into the doctor and she brought, brought me to the doctor and she was like you need to do blood work on my daughter Does she sound like that though yeah That's she's so from tight. like super long That's island so (laughs) the doctor like did blood work on me and then came back and was like, no, her vitamins are fine. I think she's (laughs) just an entrepreneur. So I always kid around that. I've been like clinically diagnosed as an entrepreneur. Um, yeah.
0: That's hilarious. Oh, that's yeah. a good one. <laughs> no, wow. like, that
1: literally happened. And,
0: and your mom denies
1: it? She says that she doesn't remember that, but I'm like, I legit remember yeah. the moment. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it wasn't always easy for them, <laughs> but I have to say, with like the restaurant, yeah. because then, cause a lot of my work was online, being a blogger and building websites and stuff like that. Now, being able to go to like a physical location mm-hmm. that's a restaurant. Right. And you know, like they yeah. understand what a restaurant is. Then my parents are like, okay, she's we, doing something. My mom <laughs> does tell people I throw vegan parties.
0: Oh my God,
1: which isn't is totally <laughs> correct, but um, which is fine. It's cool.
0: They have a funny way of like,
1: defining yes. what you so do <laughs> one of my uh things that i do like Plant on all parties. the holi- yeah on all the holidays i'm like mom and dad yeah what do i do and then like kelly we don't, don't want to play this game anymore you always you're changing you're an entrepreneur you want to do good in the world so i'm like <laughs> okay that's
0: fine it's, yeah. fun. it's funny because uh, i used to shoot a lot of videos for like sapphire the gentleman's uh, club uh-huh so I used, like shoot highlight videos for their for their pool club and every time my cousins came into town hey man when are you going to shoot those porn stars again That like, they, they oh just have a I have a way of like generalizing what yeah. you do you know what I mean like, oh I guess I'm on porn now I'm all right I'm, oh shooting, yeah. I'm shooting a pool like you know
2: my aunts would say like oh you going to go play video I'm like what do you mean play video <laughs> I'm going to go film yes I'm going to go film they're like when it's are you like like going to school basketball. they're like when are you going to go to school I'm like I'm making
1: hey sex work more, is like. real work too oh. tell your cousins that
0: yeah Damn. 100% I wish it was legal <laughs>
1: one day not for in myself i'm saying i'm
0: saying for like the economy like you know what i mean like it really would help the economy and it, i it, agree it, i feel like in general like like sex work is just like you know if you're doing it for free right now you might as well get some money for it you know I mean? like,
1: <laughs> make that money
0: i'm just saying get it <laughs> you yeah. got a little off, to- off topic yeah, there yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> Just yeah. went, just you know, you have those educational points for family. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. it's not a vegan Let's party.
2: Uh, what <laughs> is it? So what is, be what? Yeah, what is? a vegan party. Yeah, what does <laughs> the vegan party correlate? To? I have no idea. Oh, you still don't know? So <laughs>
1: so I was going to say it's like, it's like board, a charcuterie board, like with vegan because just- it's a vegan restaurant, and I throw a lot of events. <laughs> oh, okay, gotcha. So I think that's where she got the vegan party.
0: I legitimately just pictured like one of those like charcuterie boards with just a lot of vegetables.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> A party, I'll be going I mean,
1: to. that's a cool party. I'm into it.
0: You know what? I always had this like stigma of like, not, I don't know if it's a stigma, but like this, this thought about veganism. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, you guys just eat vegetables, you know? Right. And that's all you do is you eat jalapenos and rice and that's it. But, <laughs> and it's but there's so, not there's so much more to that. Yeah. You know? yeah. like I even, uh, you brought some food from, a from another vegan place and I, and I was trying it and there was, it tasted like, or it looked like meat or whatever, um, but it didn't, it, it didn't taste like it was vegan food. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's definitely come a long way. It's and did come you hear, a
1: long ass way. Did you
0: hear about uh, Del Taco now including? Yep. Mm-hmm. They're, they're starting mm-hmm. to do a uh, vegan. I swear their meat was always... <laughs>
1: questionable it was, yeah, it was, it was never, always just
2: spices <laughs> it was like 90 percent spices and <laughs> and it was now they never use really the beyond
1: mean. meat which is good we That's use tight. the beyond meat um for our mac and cheese burger at Ooh. the Nation, and it's really really good i'm
0: gonna have to try that
1: and we have a mac and cheese pizza oh, it's yeah
0: a mac and cheese with blazing
1: pizza? hot doritos on top it's crazy with vegan
0: vegan
2: doritos
1: yeah not all Doritos are vegan, but this particular flavor yeah, yeah. is. So is it your uh,
2: custom Doritos, or do Doritos actually make that? Yeah, oh, no, okay, okay.
1: Doritos, yeah, yeah. the brand. Mm-hmm. I'll have yeah. to
0: ask. How late are you guys open till? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Nine p.m. Sunday through from, uh, Thursday, and then ten p.m. Friday and Saturday.
0: Very cool. We will have to check that out, man. Yeah, I oh, we'll yeah. have to try Definitely. some more vegan spots around. Right Let here. me know. Uh, but going back to the whole, because you had mentioned you you do uh, workshops downtown. Yes. Um, you call it the workshop downtown yeah. right but mm-hmm. it's not necessarily one workshop it's a it's a variety of different things can you kind of explain
1: totally to somebody who
0: doesn't know about this so period?
1: the workshop downtown is curated workshops for local creatives and basically we created a membership program where you could become a member of the workshop downtown and then you get a brand building workshop every month and a creative workshop every month you're listed on our creative directory that's consumer facing so the idea is that when other people in our community want to hire creatives they'll go to the creative directory to hire say a videographer oh, photographer. Like yeah so they have a listing and then they could put all their events oh, uh, social yeah and then um we also do a local creatives meetup the first Monday of every month at public us in the annex room and we usually get between like 50 and 80 people what? to come which is really cool and creatives from all different industries and we always say like if you're creative and you want to do good in our community, you're welcome. And there those are always free and we do like a breakfast bar and coffee on us just again to encourage people to show up. That's like the first step. We're like, just show up. And once you show up and share what you want to do and who you want to create and uh, what you want to create and who you want to create with, like we could help facilitate that. So, mm, so um, good. yeah, we tested out the idea last year and it had some legs and we are like, wow, people are signing up, they're paying for this. And then we also, um, curate through the workshops that we did provide for our members, like if a member is a local creative and wants to teach something, we'll set it up for them, so they get paid Ooh. for teaching, and then we oh. set it up for them. And um, yeah, so we've just been working on this idea, um, Ashley Ayala, and at myself, and then her best friend Jess, who's born and raised in Vegas, recently came back to Vegas. So
2: mm-hmm.
1: Jess sells, um, just came back, and now we're three of us have partnered to do it. And uh, we wow. don't have a physical location, but we pop up in different locations downtown.
0: That's super dope. Have you guys done any photography workshops yet?
1: We've done some, but if we're open for more, Mm -hmm. because I've
0: I've always wanted to do like a lighting workshop. Yeah, he's really good too. Cool, yeah, definitely.
1: Just kind of teaching
0: studio lighting or or maybe even natural. Like I don't know. I I, I've always had an an interest for teaching studio lighting
2: because I still don't even know how to do it that well, and I'd want to learn from you. Mm. Cool,
1: totally. So yeah, so if you're a local creative and you want to teach a workshop, like pitch us Mm -hmm. your idea. Let us know what your goal is. How Mm. much you want to make from it how many people you could fit ideas of location and then we help set it all up and then we do a revenue share and then um Ooh. yeah so that's we so get dope. paid for setting it up right. you get paid for being a creative and then we're adding value to our community
0: well wow, it's like a win win win
1: mm-hmm. that's what we feel that's yeah. dope that's yeah dope. and people are really digging it and so um we launched the membership in february and we already mm-hmm. have like 30 something members which is cool and then we have all these local creatives coming to our meetup so Mm -hmm. we're just facilitating and growing it
0: no is is that like a monthly membership or like a yearly membership
1: both you could buy it monthly or yearly
0: Ooh, nice
1: Yeah, so we try to make it as affordable as possible to curate an elevated experience and make sure it's like really quality education, Mm -hmm. but make it still affordable so as you're a creative, as you're an entrepreneur, you could afford this education and hopefully save you a lot of fucking money because I've wasted thousands of dollars. Like, I still have that shit on my credit card of like, oh my God, no, I have to do X, Y, and Z because this will help build my business and, you know, the online class will come out and this will come out and this will help you. And I've gotten caught up in that stuff too so i'm like L- these are people that we've worked with we trust personally mm-hmm. and um they're providing a value to our community at a more affordable price and then with us we're they're building brand awareness they're building their business just a way for them to market as well so it's been going awesome i'm that's, really proud of it
0: that's dope i, I think I, I think i might have looked at your website when i was like looking you up yeah um or looked at the workshop downtown and i was looking at your pricing i was like wow there's this is a pricing that people would pay to go to one workshop yeah like to just to go to one workshop like i know people in you know on the east coast are paying 600 to 12 or even like i know this one photographer did a workshop in la and they charged 1200 dollars for -hmm. a it was like a four or eight hour Mm -hmm. workshop i was like damn
1: yeah you know workshop prices can be insane oh yeah and then but we still have some people saying thinking that we're too expensive and we're like hey guys like we do our best to make it as like we aren't making any money from it right now. Right. Like we're just in reinvesting in yeah. the brand. You but want to it's know, like,
0: you kind of just hit on something that, that was, yeah. my next key point is investing in yourself. Yes. You want to hit your target demographic of people who are as passionate totally. to put the
1: time to invest into yeah. themselves. Right. That's one of our keys too. of like you have to invest in yourself. We do a tip of the week every week. And last week was like you have to invest in yourself. Because if you're just grinding and keep think, thinking and just kind of like overthinking it, mm-hmm. and you're not investing in any sort of like education or experiences, like you're gonna spin your wheels. And so that's why we also make the meetups free. But then if you want to continue and invest in yourself, we make it as cost effective as possible to do so.
2: Wow, Man, that's so dope. And people gotta understand that invest into yourself, now, whatever yeah. it is. You now,
0: know. last question in regards to the workshop downtown. Sure, is it geared more towards the beginners pro intermediate do you guys have
1: like a a certain level but i would say most of the people who find the most value from the workshop downtown are people within that zero to maybe three year like getting started phase Mm -hmm. or there's some people who are a bit older who've been in business for a while but then they want to learn more about like social media or marketing or community events people who've just moved to vegas and they want to get into the scene here um they'll join and come to our meetups as well so Mm -hmm. it's it's a variety of ages and then we also are good friends with melissa who founded um flaxman who started um future makers she went through the workshop downtown to create her brand and she does young entrepreneur club which is so cool and we work with them on stuff so sometimes in our workshops we'll have like an eight year old and a six year old and from different industries oh, and different right. backgrounds. And so we really uh, are proud that we're bringing so many different kinds of people together mm-hmm. on so many different levels, but they all have the commonality of being creative and doing good in our community.
0: Very cool. And then you guys are all, I, I would assume being in that community, you guys always pass off gigs to each other. Hey, totally. hey go do this or I need somebody to do this. And it's kind of like a, you know, you guys feed each other, right? It's like, a, absolutely.
1: A, yeah absolutely
0: that's I, I feel like that's one thing that that's is kind of like under not undervalued. what's the word I'm looking for people don't do it enough people don't appreciate it yeah like, yeah, like
2: they, they don't come together because everybody the wants value. everything for themselves yeah the value you of guys creating a network out
1: at the workshop downtown because the culture there like we're all so and Ferguson's downtown and vegination like mm-hmm. I have to say I'm so proud of the the people that I hang with like everyone's down to help each other mm-hmm. and so in my experiences like I actually get more of the overwhelm of like so much stuff coming to me. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my gosh, I need more people to share this with because it's like overflowing, which is incredible. And that's, again, why we want people to come and be like, hey, we know that there's this counterculture to being a creative that can be really aggressive and like dog eat dog. And like, you know, mm-hmm. I've I've faced it especially in New York, you you know, I've I've come across that, but we're really building this culture that we're all creatives. We're all in this together and we all can support each other and we all could be fed. And that's why, again, I'm so passionate about talking about economics and the supply and demand. The more that we create demand, the more supply we're going to have to create. So, you know, Like there's going to be enough. And the more that we can rely on each other to build this economy collectively, the more we're going to be independent and self-sufficient and not have to rely on the old paradigms of um, doing people wrong and, you know, fucking people over in order to get ahead. Like we're doing it in a true, honest, holistic way. Mm -hmm. And it feels good. And more people are jumping on, which is cool. That's, dope. that's so dope. Plus,
0: when when you're just that kind of person that has that positive energy, yeah, and you kind of like put that out into the world, I feel like it comes back tenfold. You know what I mean? Totally. Um, as opposed to somebody's like, oh, that's my gig. I
2: I'm just want to do this. I myself. am happy though because I feel like a lot more people are. But maybe there's always bad people. But a lot more people are in that realm of like treating people good. Like you don't have to fuck people over. In Vegas, you know?
1: I I mean, I've really had an incredible experience here mm-hmm. so far of like people genuinely wanting you to succeed and uh again i've come across people who didn't have that passion which is you know you have those moments you have those moments that happened to me even recently and i'm like Okay. One got in. It's cool. Um, but just consistently working, I'm seeking people um, doing outreach too. I work with a lot of community organizers, especially within political movements who are progressives and want to see changing communities and making sure it's not just one type of community, but all different types of communities and connecting with them and just putting myself out there and being positive about the change we're making. Mm-hmm. And that really fuels me. So I just feel like we just are keep building and coming together.
0: Mm-hmm. So you, you, you had mentioned something earlier about how, when you were kind of like living, living with your parents and yeah. you, the people would come to you to do a gig or a brand a job. And you would say, no, because that doesn't really gel. I like, I don't think I could, I could be that I could do that job right. because it doesn't bre- mesh well with my brand or whatever. What can you speak about what can you say to people out there who are just like, you know, taking gigs left and right and not really being selective? Do you think do you think people should have like the right to just do anything they want to do or yeah,
1: I think it just depends on what your vision is and mm-hmm. what your goals are. For right. me, I wanted to create a personal brand and then this community based economy based with aligned morals, ethics, and values. Because I knew it was going to be a lot of moving parts with consumers and different brands and experiences. So there has to be a continuity. There has to be a consistency. So for myself, it was doing good for the planet doing good for animals doing good for yourself and your health and the environment and just doing good for the community like those are things I truly believe in and so those are the uh, filters that I needed to pass but you know I also my first gig out here was uh, an underground hip-hop label and uh, my job was creating the brand for the music label and then all their artists and throw music events for all the artists to perform and that was really cool. It didn't necessarily look exactly like the brands I work with now, but they were all creatives. They all wanted mm-hmm. to do good in our community. I'm like, yeah, I'm down. Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to look like one certain thing. I like putting myself in different environments because like from a restaurant to hip hop label the challenge to. Yeah. So um, it was a really cool experience. And um,
0: I would say super challenging, too, though, because. I would think if, like, if I was a a curator or, like, for lifestyle, for a lifestyle brand, for multiple lifestyle brands, I would have a hard time juggling the different messages that you're trying to put out. You know what I mean? So
1: now, so before I was doing a lot of different stuff and they didn't necessarily all work together, like, now my portfolio projects, they all do work with each other, so Mm -hmm. when I'm working on one, they're uplifting all the rest. Wow,
2: that's tight.
1: Yeah, so, like, when I'm building a relationship with a new community leader, uh, or organization, like it's able to feed into the other elements. So That's like super
2: smart too. You, no, thank you. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I've had this idea for a while. I'm just glad it's working and yeah. other people are like, Oh, okay, cool. It got didn't it. happen
2: by accident, right? No, this has this been now. very intentional. <laughs> no,
1: <kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of like long days. I work, I work a lot, but I, I again, like this is my moment. This is the season that mm. all the shit that I've been working on since again, since I'm 18, 16, Yeah. Even 16. You're right. Um, is, is, is coming to me. So I'm like, fuck it. Like, yeah, I'll sleep in the next season. But like right now is my moment. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel the momentum really intensely, which is beautiful. And I'm so grateful. Um, but yeah, so like even today I was working with, uh, I had a meeting with the Nevada conservation league and uh, sometimes I don't even know where people find me from. Is it from (laughs) Vegination or the workshop or the market or me personally, right. Uh, my podcast. And I'm like, Okay, cool. Like, who you? Who are you? What do you? What do you want to work on? Right. And they were like, we want to do like a clothing swap at Vegination. I'm like, cool. I'm like. If you also want to do an impact station at a market in the alley talking about Nevada conservation and creating like legislation letter writing, like you could do, like we're open to that idea. Or if you want to teach how to be a progressive change maker in legislation, you could teach that at the workshop downtown and then we could do a clothing swap at Vegination. Like it's cool that I have these brands to plug so many different things in. So I'm building relationships with people, but they're able to be plugged in in different experiences. And then like people that, uh, like I met Jillian Myers, the owner of um, Las Vegas, Las Vegas Pilates plus yoga at Market in the Alley. And now she teaches uh, yoga at Vegination Henderson. So it's really this truly a community that we're all coming together. Like I found an artist um, at Market in the Alley, Pretty Done. And then he did a mural in Henderson. Done, so tight. He's so cool. Yeah. Adam is so cool. Um, <laughs> and he did a mural there. And then, you know what I'm saying? So right. we all work together and like. Eric Vizola did a mural in Henderson and then Jen saw it and was like, Hey Eric, can you do got him commissioned to do the front gate mm-hmm. of market in the alley. So again, all of the people that I'm working with, there's some consistent people and then we're able to plug in in different, uh, experiences in the different venues and spaces too
0: That's so dope how you're basically able creating you're able to create your own network and pull from it right yeah it's cool and at the same time you're helping each one of them mm-hmm. do their thing
1: absolutely and then a lot of the people i work with i interview them on my podcast
0: yeah that's so, so dope. You know, so so that's you're even the furthering your your network even more. You know, yeah. And I, I think a podcast is a super dope essential thing for people to have nowadays. Totally. If they're trying to build a a brand where they they want to they want people to get to know them personally, right? Mm-hmm. They want to have some personality behind the brand.
1: Absolutely. Um,
0: w- w- what are your thoughts on on creating podcasts? Do you, do you feel like anyone should have a podcast or...
1: I think if you have a particular message you want to share with people, why mm-hmm. the hell not?
0: Right. Mm-hmm. But then again, you have people who are just like, oh, I don't want to be on camera. I don't want to... I, <laughs> I hate my voice.
1: And then that's not for you. Then right. you become a writer if you want to write. Not. It's not for everybody. You know, like mm-hmm. I think you have to know and this is why I'm so inspired too by Gary Vaynerchuk of like self-awareness, like knowing what you like, knowing what you're good at and mm-hmm. fucking go in. You know what I'm saying? Like... I'm good at talking and storytelling, but I suck at like doing taxes and paperwork. But thankfully, I have business partners who enjoy that shit. Right. I'm like, cool, you do that. I'll create the content. And like one of my friend, one of my business partners too, the other day was like, Hey, I'll clean up the workshop space. If you could write a blog post for me, a, a, a social media post. And I was like, right. done. I banged it out. Cause that's what I like to do. She doesn't really like to do it. She cleaned up the workshop and I'm like, I hate cleaning. Right. <laughs> so I was like, done. Like we could do that every day.
0: And, and you know what? I'm glad that you mentioned that because I feel like that's an underutilized, um, asset that the bartering people, yeah, bartering the bartering mm. system because i feel like a lot of people in the creative industry you know they'll have this mentality of like oh you have a budget of a hundred dollars i'm not gonna do it and they mm. kind of cut them they shoot themselves in the foot because like you said you've done volunteering at places where you've it's led to something way bigger totally So I putting think you yourself, have to
1: vet and i think you have to know your goals and where right. are you yeah. um like if it's a business partner of mine, and it's simple. Like yeah, I would barter, but I don't barter anymore necessarily. Like mm-hmm. someone was to. like, "Hey, I'll give you a massage if you help me with my social media." Oh, I'm like, on. "I can't." But you could come to the <laughs> workshop downtown, and you could come to a workshop, and then you pay money, and then I'll pay you money. Like I right. do believe in uh, economics and capitalism mm-hmm. to ass- now more responsibly though. Yeah. Um. So I don't do that, but if it's in a collective setting that we're all working together, like it's just who does who does what well yeah um
0: i'm also not not saying like hey man go out there and do as many free gigs as you can no but also like but if
1: that's your goal to build Mm -hmm. your portfolio then
0: like you said it depends on your
2: goal you have have to to know know what your goal is you have to know what you're investing into and being like okay is this really gonna meet the or sometimes you roll the the dice Mm-hmm.
1: You never know. Yeah. Okay. Like you, you truly never know. You roll the dice for
2: damn sure. Yeah. Like you, don't,
1: like you literally never know. So I'm always of like, what do you really want to do? Mm-hmm. Right. And like reverse engineer. And maybe there's those wild card moments. And usually those wild card moments are the moments that are going to help you get there. Like you can't plot it all out. Mm hmm. But just be open to testing and tasting. And that's why, again, why I'm so passionate about living simple. I've cut down on my costs. Like, yes, I still have college debt and some uh, credit card debt. But really, I live pretty minimally. Mm -hmm. And I do that on purpose. So I am more pliable and flexible and able to shift and taste and experiment because that's my goal is to build this community-based mm-hmm. economy you know right. so you you have to be true to yourself and make the changes needed in order to do that
0: all right i feel like i'm i'm slowly slowly but surely gearing towards that minimal lifestyle it's cool because because just like i mean when we, when we first moved into this house like i i don't have a huge room it's like a good size but it's like i was also looking at my closet I'm like okay it's packed mm. i don't want to see this every day like you know and so i started putting these in a box and i got i filled up like three or four boxes and then we just put them in storage like okay i don't want to see those anymore yeah. but but then then i think about also like i have a whole storage unit like over there on the, <laughs> on the east side that's like 600 square feet you know it's huge damn um for a storage unit and uh it's filled with stuff that i haven't used in years so it's do like... a
1: little garage sale. Yeah, yeah. So, well,
0: actually, my 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 actually my dad did a garage sale recently because he was moving from one house to, to another and he made six grand. Damn.
1: And, do a sale. And he, was, three,
2: he was selling some good yeah, stuff. I was like, it was damn. Like a, it
0: was like a two or three day garage sale he had. But he also had a lot of expensive equipment because he's, he's, he, he, he would do a lot of audio engineering and like mixing okay. for music. So he would have like a speaker that was originally retails for three grand and he would sell it for 800 bucks, 600 mm. bucks, you know, so it just kind of that that's awesome but yeah it's a great deal for somebody who's gonna use it but I'm like he's like he also never used it for like the last five you should five do like a years. garage
1: sale for local creatives if you have like some cool stuff and yeah. like market it to creatives like yes. a cool garage sale and then yes. put on social you know like make it fun and make it part of your story like hey I have this cool podcast and we're getting some seed money and doing selling stuff we don't need and like right. come and jam out with people and then you could report do a micro podcast series that day and record people that are going to come to your garage sale buying stuff and why they're buying it. Like, and put a whole brand behind it like hey we're, so trying to, we're trying to fly yeah. out Gary
0: Vaynerchuk yeah. so, yes, Gary. You, so come buy our stuff <laughs> and we can fly him out here.
1: I had my <laughs> missed encounter you need to come back. I need to tell you that you helped change my life. No big deal. Did
0: you mention it on the podcast or was it before we started? I think we were before we started. Oh yeah before we Do we you want to let people know about your missed encounter yes. with Gary
1: Vaynerchuk? It sucks. So Shame on you. <laughs> it was so fucked up. <laughs> so I knew that his team was coming. Uh-huh. I I did because I live in a very cool community and a lot of people do come through there, which is awesome. I'm not really interested in celebrity or whatever, but I did tell, I, I did alert everyone from like, I came in the first day. I'm like, if Gary Vaynerchuk ever comes through here, like I need alerts. I need you to tell me like, I don't care who else comes through. I'll be cool. I'm chill. But I need to know if Gary's coming through. And everyone's like, got it. So I knew that he was like talking to people like his people were talking to um, the team about setting something up. It was on my radar. But then I was like, like really like grinding it out, working like six, seven days a week. I took one day off. And I like turned off my phone and I ate spaghetti and I was like in a moo moo and I didn't have my eyebrows on and um I was listening to Gary Vaynerchuk videos writing in my journal getting all fucking zen and then the next day I didn't even turn on my phone yet I'm like I'm just going to wait until I go into vegination. I'll turn on my phone and like have a moment to plug back into the world Aww. I turn on my phone and it was like Kelly Kelly Gary's here. Gary's here. Carrie's in the kitchen. Did you meet Carrie? My friend was flying in, texting me from a flight. Like, just want to make sure you're in the kitchen seeing Gary. And literally my heart dropped and I just started crying like at the <laughs> community table at Vegination Downtown. And I just started crying and I'm like, no, Gary. Damn. just crying and the team was like what's going on I'm like Gary was here Gary was at my living room Gary was at my house, and I missed it and they're like who's Gary I'm like Gary Vaynerchuk and like literally I opened up my computer and it was old Gary's videos because that was the last thing I had on my computer I'm like I was listening to his videos and he was in the living room <laughs> and like I should have done my laundry that day but I didn't and like I wanted to get a glass of water but I was like I heard music and there's always something fun going on but I was like I don't want to get dressed. I had like spaghetti stain on my moo and like my hair, makeup wasn't on. And I'm like, fuck it. Nobody
2: knocked on their door.
1: So uh, I would
2: have been like, so, where is she? I'd be like, that's weird. So we talked
1: to, I talked to everybody and I put out a mass tax. Like if this ever happens again, so backtrack, get the messages I'm crying on the side of the uh, restaurant I'm calling my mom at work I'm like mom Gary was here and I missed it and she was like who is Gary what's going on why are you crying I and love I was like it is true I'll show you guys my Instagram because I uh, just did a video with my mom she thinks she's like on a reality TV show when I put her on Instagram it's hilarious so <laughs>
2: she's, tight.
1: she's so funny but anyway I was crying I like it was like, like inconsolable and then what am I business partners of love restaurant group walked up to me and he's like why are you crying on the side of the building and I was I just looked at him and I was like Gary Vaynerchuk was at Ferguson's yesterday and I missed it and he was like oh my god I am so sorry because I talk like almost at every meeting I talk about Gary and like how I've applied the thank you economy to our social media strategy and like literally I talk about Gary in almost every meeting there yeah and he was like oh Kelly I'm so sorry and so I was texting everyone at Ferguson's I'm like is he still there like what's going on so I met one of his like um business associates too who was staying there and I talked to him and I told him the story and he's like I'm gonna try to have him back like I'll let you know and I'm like thank you so much like I was just like (laughs) such that person um (laughs) Yeah. So I missed it and I was watching his videos and literally he was in my living room and then I saw like the Daily V came out and all of our neighbors were like, oh, the Daily V came out with him at Ferguson's and I couldn't even watch it. I still can't really watch it cause it makes me cry cause I'm like I was so close yeah you were like
2: 10 You're feet like, away from him It's so
1: far
0: <laughs> he was outside your window yeah, <laughs> like, knocking on your door yeah
1: so I talked to all my neighbors like if this ever fucking happens again like knock on my door Smash get my the window. key from security bust through like I'm probably just sleeping yeah. and they were like we're so sorry we didn't know what to do we thought you weren't here cause you weren't answering us I'm like oh my god I was like no it's totally fine guys it's fine um but Damn. they were so sweet but yeah yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> I had my misencounter, but it was it was really wild, too, because it was like eight years ago, almost to the day when Gary was at Ferguson's that I heard him speak because he popped up at the beat because he was here visiting Tony Shea and they were looking at like downtown project. And I had spoken at an event uh, delivering happiness and. Um, The month before at Mm -hmm. the beat, and it was my first time public speaking, and I was talking about like my journey and my mission and the projects I was working on, and it was the first time I did public speaking. The next month, Gary Vaynerchuk popped up and did a talk, and I had been following him, and I tweeted at him, and he like wrote me back, and then he even said like, "Hey, if I was a young person without a family, like I would move to downtown Las Vegas because that's how much I believe in what's going on here." Damn. Yes. So that moment I was like, fuck it. I'm moving back to Vegas. Like that was really like the thing that sealed the deal for me. Cause I kept getting pulled both ways. Like, do I go back to New York city? I was living in Astoria where Astoria, Long Island city is kind of having a similar like Renaissance Yeah. Um, or stay in Vegas, which is kind of even more of a risk. Or do I go to LA? Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so when he said that, I'm like, I'm staying, this is it. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to like, thank him for changing my life. And, uh, yeah. And it was almost like eight years to the day that I saw him speak, um, that he was at the house, but I missed him. But I'm like, it's, you know what, it's building for a really good story. So when I do meet him one day, it's going to be like really cool. That's what I'm I'm telling myself. Um, we'll show, I'll show him the podcast uh, episode, but yeah, I, I, I've that been, was it. I, I've
0: been a big fan of uh, of Gary Vee, and I've been watching his uh, his garage sales. The and eBay how he goes, flipping.
1: well, that's eBay, what I thought yeah, of when you said all the stuff in your storage. He yeah. would tell you to flip that shit.
0: Yeah, yeah,
2: flip it. Well, from this point on, but, Kelly never turned off her phone. Yeah. Her
1: I know. So every time I take a day off, I'm like, oh, my God. I, I alert everyone. I'm like, if there's something really amazing going on, yeah. like Gary Vaynerchuk here, like, I'm off today. I call them my human days. <laughs> I'm having a human day, but yeah. come into my trailer, like bust through the door. A moo day. Uh, yeah, a moo day. day. <laughs> <laughs> I have no eyebrows on, eating spaghetti, just hanging out with Netflix. I'm like, bust through my fucking door because yeah. I need to know if gary's no, spaghetti just on your face yeah Gary! <laughs> Gary! yeah well, uh
0: one of the last key points that i wanted to hit on was totally um, uh because i we do want to kind of keep it like at an hour ish yeah, we're I've at been noticing, hour 14 i've been, I've been noticing okay. yeah i've been noticing our episodes are really long lately and it's really easy to lose track of time uh, uh yeah <laughs> but I'm realistically you before. covered a lot yeah and you, it was you covered super a lot fluent.
2: like i wish i could speak like that that's why i don't talk a lot and i i <laughs>
0: Thank Keep you the on <laughs> So, yeah, one of the last key points was um, what are the what what do you think are some myths of myths of success that people kind of like talk about that you think myths can, of yeah, success? Yeah.
1: I think a myth is that you have to make a lot of money to be successful or that it has to look a certain way or you have to be in a certain location. Like from myself, I had the myth of I had to be in New York City to be successful and I needed to make a lot of money and um, I needed to own a brownstone and uh, that would be success for me.
2: Sorry, what's a brownstone?
1: Um, it's like a row house, like a brick row house. Like you see in like Brooklyn or something. It's like on the east side. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't know what it looks like here, but there, they're very fucking expensive. So, um, yeah, just in my mind that would be success. Mm -hmm. Right. And so now I'm like, if I enjoy the work I'm doing, I'm successful. If I'm able really to pay rent and have food to like buy organic produce and, um, go out to a drink if I want to or I don't really travel that much or like go out that much with like just like blowing money but like for myself like if I'm able to do that and do stuff that I enjoy like that's success you're winning Yeah. So I feel that um, my new success is really the impact I'm making on community, making sure that I'm always consistently reaching out to new people like yourselves, like, and making relationships and seeing how we could build together. Like, that's success to me. So I think you have to define what success is for yourself and be true to yourself Mm -hmm. and not allow someone else's um, concept of success. Like, you need to build you know climb the corporate ladder or build a multi-billion dollar app company you know like mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. can have success in whatever you're passionate about and just defining it for yourself
0: yeah we, we we talked about it last week um which was Sean where john sorry john. <laughs> john. John. With, like, with john about um how you know if you're happy working for ten dollars an hour being a janitor and your heart is content yeah you're successful And be the best that you can sure. be <laughs> you succeeded right but if because at the same time you have people who make millions and they're they unhappy, and they hate their lives. Yeah. So success is definitely I feel like it's a it's a state of mind. It's not, mm-hmm. cause, yeah. I, cause I used to think too, like you know, be successful is like, oh, you gotta have like 10, Lamborghinis. No, not oh, even not even. That was like I ten, did. twenty thousand dollars in the bank. You gotta have a car paid for, you gotta have a house right. and you gotta you know, you have all the, the necessities, if you will. But uh yeah, the, the more the more the older I get, the more I'm like success is more it's a it's a it's a way to feel, you know. Mm-hmm. You feel successful. Happiness you know?
1: feeling good. But
0: uh, yeah, yeah. Thank you so much that for success. your for your thoughts on that. Of yeah, course, you, my Kelly. pleasure. Yeah, uh, well, we're gonna wrap up this podcast awesome. real quick for people who want to find you online. Where can people find you? And So more
1: personally, at with Kelly Bennett B E N N E T T and with Kelly Bennett com. That's my personal s- space where I talk about my journey of curating of. A- uh, community-based economy and all the projects I'm working on and my blog and podcast is all there. My podcast is with Brave Company, relaunching that. So it should be out by next week, which I'm really stoked nice. about. I'm excited. Yeah. And then um, all everything has its own social, like at Market in the Alley, at the Workshop Downtown, and at Vegination. And it would be really cool to hang out with you there too.
0: Dope. Yeah. yeah we'll definitely, we'll, do we'll definitely make it out there. Cool. Um, we're going to put all your information down in the description below for iTunes, Spotify, YouTube. Love uh, it. But, yeah, thank you guys for tuning in, and I will catch you on the next morning dinner. Later, Bye.
2: y'all.
0: Every time I
2: come in the kitchen, you in the kitchen, in the goddamn refrigerator, I sure am hungry.